Hey Eric, it's Vance. Hey, uh, first of all, thanks a lot for letting me in on the Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells game. I really had a lot of fun uh, playing with the rest of the band of misfits there. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll have a few calls on that, I think. Anyway, first of all, maybe on your uh, random table stuff. Uh, first of all, uh, Cheche is really happy with the crates of uh, flashlights you found. That's really special. But uh, the, uh, I think on uh, stuff like that, um, maybe like the D20 or D100 tables are more appropriate where you can kind of spread the distribution out. 15% uh, chance of finding mundane stuff versus a 5% chance of finding something rare. Uh, or 3% chance or something, you know, that where, uh, because it, those 2d6 or th even 3d6 does tend to lump stuff quite a bit with a bell curve. Uh, so, uh, yeah, those are my thoughts and, uh, we'll catch you later. Bye. Hey Eric, Vance again. Yeah. Boss fights. Yeah. They're tough to design. Um, it's tough to figure out how you actually know how they're going to go. I mean, uh, you can have a situation where, you know, some lucky rolls, you essentially one shot a boss or at the same time they get into the death spiral with the party and they become less and less effective. So it's, you know, you never know exactly how it's going to roll out. I think in both of our boss fights in our campaign there, you know, we were able to get some lucky goals and, and, uh, suppress the, you know, kind of knock down the queen in the one case and suppress the uh, abilities of the big bad in that second fight. And uh, both of those went, you know, went really well in our favor. Uh, part two coming up here. Eric, big bad, part two. Uh, yeah, I know we are trying to make our fights as cinematic as possible because that's really fun for both the DM and the players. Um, couple of things. Uh, first of all, the, that countdown mechanic, uh, I think one option we have is rather than having everybody showing up after a certain number of rounds, you have the reinforcements kind of trickling in, you know, five or so per round. So it can continues to ramp up that pressure to end the fight before you get overwhelmed. And then secondly, um, you know, having the big bad being able to do like you know, what they like 5e has like legendary actions after they get lose a certain number of hit points or something like that to kind of pull out all the stops or go nuclear a little bit to really, you know, again, put pressure back on the players to end the fight. So just a couple ideas. Take care, man. Bye. This is the Omega 3D Chicken Coop, and I am your host, Eric Salzweedle. Welcome to another episode of the Omega 3D Chicken Coop, and this will be a Solar Blazing Cosmic Spells campaign wrap-up episode. Thank you to Vance for calling in and talking about some of the stuff I had talked about in previous episodes uh, associated with the campaign. Uh, Vance played Cheche, the dog boy scavenger, um, who was uh, the manservant for some uh, religious pilgrims that the player characters ran into and uh, recruited Cheche to his uh, to their clan or crew whatever you want to call it uh, the funny thing about Cheche was we, I actually found a uh, it was a, so Cheche was a four-eyed dog man boy thing and I found a, a picture of a corgi with four eyes wearing a, a sweater online and that was his token in the game I don't think that's what Cheche 
actually look like in the game, but I, I just thought that was a hilarious uh, token to use for Cheche. But anyway, so yes, this episode, uh, first off, driving to work, so if you hear uh, kind of a wind tunnel noise, uh, that's me driving in my um, my vehicle to work, and um, I haven't been able to find time to just sit down and talk into my phone, so you know what? Heck with it. We're going to gorilla podcast, do it from the car. All you audio snobs, you'll just have to deal with it. Um, anyway, yes, this episode, I want to talk about a uh, campaign wrap-up of uh, Soul Blades and Cossack Spells, which ended about a month ago now. Jeez, a while ago. And, um, yeah, so, you know, I don't really have a planned out format. I think I'm going to talk about some of the stuff that I didn't like what I did and other things I wish I could have captured. And then, you know, I'll uh, try to talk about some positive stuff when I get there. Um, first off, the overall experience of the campaign, at least for me, from the Overlord standpoint, which is the uh, Game Master in Solar Blades, was pretty solid. Um, there were some interesting characters. Um, I got to implement um, a lot of the tools in the book. And, you know, so for me, that made it an enjoyable, enjoyable situation. I didn't feel like many of the scenarios fell flat. I feel like every scenario had something good in it. And of course, some improvement areas. Um, the one thing that I am happy about as uh, an Overlord Game Master dude is um, I feel like even though I want to get way better at Game Mastering and just really hone my craft and get good at what I can do um, and what I can bring to the table, I, I, have been, I have improved a lot, I believe, since my previous iterations of Game Mastering. I look at myself from a Game Master standpoint in essentially like three to four phases of life. Uh, there's phase one, that's when I, I found out about game, about Dungeons and Dragons and playing Rules Cyclopedia. You know, this would have been around 1991, 92. And that phase one was just kind of playing with my brother who was four and a half years younger than me and just having gonzo games of us riding around on dragons and wielding all kinds of magic items and, and whatever. Um, and then phase two was high school, and uh, I, man, I think I think maybe all of us think about this. When I was in high school, I look back at the type of person I was and the type of games I played, just in general, game master, dungeon master, player, and uh, it's kind of a dick. Didn't like it. So I, I don't think we were really nice to each other back then. It's even friends and players, and it just, I don't know. There's some nostalgic memories, but that's phase two. Phase three was when I was in the Navy, and it was kind of like a carryover. Maybe you want to call it phase 2.5. Kind of similar to how I ran games. I probably played more in those days. Um, I had a couple of buddies who liked to game master a lot, so I played in their games more. But still, I felt like I was, like, looking back on it, trying to be too serious as a gamer. And now I would say I'm in phase... Um, three or four, whichever number I'm on now of, of life, where I kind of feel like I'm almost back to phase one gaming, where I'm kind of running these more open games with a lot more what I would consider cool stuff happening. And I feel like I, I was able to kind of get back to that with Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells, and I, and I didn't, I don't feel like I clamped down on the players at all. I let them play their characters in that universe, and I reacted to what they happened, what happened. So, so I was pleased with that. I know I said I was going to talk about the bad stuff first, but I just want to get that off my chest because I don't want anyone to think that 
I'm going to start complaining about all the stuff I did wrong and be like, oh man, Eric had a crappy game. No, it was a good game. It was a good game. There's some stuff I want to talk about that I want to get better at. And Vance pointed out a couple of them and I had talked about them in previous episodes. So my random tables that I make, I, I need to get better at that. Um, they're just, um, they just weren't as good as I needed them to be to drive cool action. So either I need to make better random tables or just decide what happens and make cool stuff happen. So two options there. Um, not quite sure which way I'm going to go in the future when I run that style of game, but um, we'll see. Um, and then boss fights. So the, the, the session culminated with like a really uh, epic, in my opinion, vehicle battle where they were like there's spaceships and walker units and power armor and dudes flying in jetpacks with rocket launchers. It was pretty crazy. And, you know, the, the player characters made it through that. And while no one died, I still felt like that was like a cool battle because Vance's character, Cheche, was in like this artillery power armor and I, and I treated it like a vehicle. And in a vehicle in Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells doesn't blow up when it gets to zero hit points. It basically takes damage and you roll on the damage chart to see what's happening. So by the end of that battle, that power armor was like shredded and it was, it was on fire and leaking radiation from its power core. So um, that was pretty cool. And, you know, then they went into this base and they go through it. And then in the end, they fight this, like, uh, Void Sorcerer dude. And I thought the fight started off pretty cool and then just slowed down. And I just didn't have enough stuff going on with the environment in there. Like, I still gave him two actions per round, so he kind of had, like, a boss action at the end of each round. I kind of stole that from uh, Mecha Hack. But it just it needed a little more pizzazz. Like, it started off good, and then it just kind of fizzled. Um, on top of that, players were rolling well. I was rolling poorly. I think uh, Nigel, the, the Snake Man NPC that uh, was buddies with Cheche, was about to eat it, and then he rolled a natural one, which is good in this game. And so he, he that's I think he had to roll a natural one to succeed, and he did. So critical success. He doesn't get thrown off the platform into the abyss of whatever was underneath that crazy star base so yeah boss fights i i gotta tweak that and i think it's a careful balance because i think you can go from too easy to tpk in like two seconds and you know if if a tpk happens so be it um i don't want it to happen though in a situation where it's like oh, the only way they win this is if they roll a string of nat 20s otherwise they're they're screwed you know that's not the style of game i want to play so um, so yeah, boss fights, random tables, those are two things that uh, in the future when I'm generating some content for my games, I, I'm definitely going to focus on. Um, what else am I going to work on? So the other thing, so for this Solar Blades campaign, I tweaked the rules a little bit. There's a couple things I wanted to experiment with. So first off, I adjusted luck in the game. Um, you can't burn luck in the classic sense. In, in this game, it's more of like... You're in, a, you're in a room in a space station. I look around, is there a rope? And then you roll on your luck, check. And if you roll under your luck, yep, there's a rope, you find one. And if you roll over, you don't find luck, or you don't find the rope, and your luck goes down by one. And that comes into play when uh, your character dies. It's kind of like DCC when you roll over the body. At the end, you make a luck check. If you make your luck check, well, then your character is, isn't actually dead after they've reached zero hit points and they've just taken some sort of wound. So in the convention games I've run, I've had a lot of players ask, like, oh, can I burn luck? And I'm like, eh, not in the rules. So this time I was like, okay, let's come up with a luck mechanic 
and I used, uh, I stole it from uh, ICRPG Altered State where they had a surge die where you could spend a surge and uh, you could roll a d6 and add it to your roll. Um, in this case, I, you, could, you could boost one of your ability scores for that single roll. And it proved to be a bit um, too powerful in my opinion. In, in the sense that it was very difficult for the player characters to fail a roll because they could burn as much luck as they wanted and um, there was a lot of players too so you know not every if if I if one player needed to make a roll they could burn luck knowing that there's another player with a bunch of luck that could burn burn it later and make their roll so it, it just it was a bit much so I wish I would have just stuck with the normal luck mechanics and uh, they were written in the book and told players they're like can I burn luck and I'm like you know what not in this game you can't burn luck uh, so that was one thing I changed. Uh, the other thing I changed was uh, Soul Blades has this uh, different, I'll call it, um, difficulty system where it's a roll under attribute game, right? So you want to roll under. And a critical is normally rolling equal to your ability score. Um, but there's also this low-end failure. So, like, if you're a level 1 character and the action is difficulty 5... You subtract your level from the difficulty, and now you have to roll. You cannot roll a four or under in this case. That would equal a failure. And the way you describe it is like you shoot the uh, you know the Punisher, um, Galactic Punisher, and normally your shot would have hit, but this time for whatever reason they're able to just barely move their shoulder, and the and the laser deflects off of their um, their you know chrome alloy pauldron or whatever. And it's. So it's a game where you have like a, a band of success that you want to roll in. So you want to roll in this instance, let's say your ability score is 12 and it's difficulty 5 and you're level 1, you'd actually want to roll between a 5 and a 12 to be successful. Um, so what I did in this game, because it, it seemed to confuse people in some of the convention games I ran, I, I got rid of that and just added, so if it was difficulty 5, you're level 1, I just said, okay, add plus 4 to your roll instead. So... Um, I did it that way, and it was fine. It just I just think you're not playing Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells per the rules at that point. I mean, you could use a different mechanical system to run the game, but if you're going to use the mechanics for that game, I feel like that's kind of part of the game, and I should have kept that in there just from, a, you know, paying homage to the game itself. So I wish I would have done that. Um, and then... Oh, and because I used that luck mechanic, I did not use the optional daring points system in the game. It's actually a really cool system. You get daring points, you can burn them for extra actions and do different things. And you get them for basically doing kind of courageous, stupid stuff. Going down the dark alley by yourself. You hear a noise in the lab, you go investigate it, right? That's That gets you a daring point that you can use later because you're putting your character in danger. So I, di I didn't use that mechanic, and I think that it would have captured the essence of what Solar Blades is as a rule system more. And so that's one thing I wish I would have done differently. Um, the other thing that I don't feel like I fully captured, so in Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells, it's a post-apocalyptic universe if you're using the setting. So the setting is there's Galactic Overlords, and they've overthrown the Order of a Thousand Suns with the help of the First Sorcerer, and they have basically divided the universe up into like a bunch of different quadrants and they're in charge now. And they basically cut off communications and don't let people talk or travel very much in between places. I mean, they're just kind of control freaks, right? Um, bunch of dictatorships happening. 
So the, the universe is described as having a lot of entropy. And like equipment, like high-tech equipment is like the magic items. And they're like old technology, but they're cool and powerful, right? And there's a lot of entropy. So items have durability and the durability is supposed to go down. And, you know, the characters are supposed to be kind of like fighting to maintain their gear and all that kind of stuff. Um, one of my players, Mark, um, hates games where equipment breaks. I have a running joke with him about shields that break. And so, like, every time he plays, he's, like, like on making sure his equipment doesn't break and doing everything he can to restore durability. And, and if a player says they're going to do something and their idea is reasonable, I'm not going to squish him on it. So, you know, Mark kept his gear up to date and... You know, I don't think the players were super interested, and players, you can correct me, they weren't super interested in tracking the gear that they got. Like, I had a Google Sheet that had all the extra gear in it, or Google Doc, and I don't think the players went into that very much as a whole, and were keeping an eye on it. And I don't think they really looked at their durability scores and different things very much. They just did not seem interested in that being part of the game. So that could have added another layer or element to the game. And um, eventually they ended up working for an organization that kind of just refitted them and they didn't really have to worry about it anymore. Um, so that was one aspect of the game that I, that I think is supposed to be there as part of it that I haven't really been able to capture very well in the last, the last two times that I've run the, the campaign. So... Um, So yeah, overall, solid campaign. Um, there's some stuff that, you know, I was happy to kind of... I'm happy as a game master that I'm letting my players play. I'm a fan of the players. I think I'm delivering games that the player... Like, I feel like I'm running the game for the most part that I want to run and that the players are playing in the game that they want to play for the most part. There's obviously some small tweaks I want to do on my end that will, I think, improve my own enjoyment of the game and also the player's enjoyment of the game. And, you know, I bet there's a few things, too, that the players, you know, wouldn't mind me tweaking. And if you're one of my players, please call in and give me feedback. Um, so, yeah, uh, hopefully, you know, there will be a future Solar Blaze and Cosmic Spells game. Um, I'm thinking about running it in my uh, own little area I made up. Um, I used my first campaign called Mega Planet City 5, maybe running it as a kind of like a more of a cyberpunk um akira style uh game uh, we'll see how that goes you know i don't know there's a bunch of games i want to run right now next episode i'm gonna do a gaming review all the games that i've been doing since um since my last podcast before this one talk about game Olcon, talk about some future games i'm trying to get running and rolling and all that good stuff so anyway short episode here once again vance for the call-ins uh thank you and i hope everyone has some awesome gaming peace out